You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaConfora. Coaches getting fired early. I mean, we think this stuff happens all the time in the NFL, but like you look back at the season, Baldy and, and Jason, and you go, Damn, all right, what really, what stands out to you for the regular season? Well, I think, uh, real quick here, I mean, I, I think the quarterbacks always sort of drive this whole industry. Yes. So, you know, honestly, to see C.J. Stroud just come right in and play like he's an all-pro right away, you see what he's like when he's in the lineup, when he's not in the lineup, what that team is like. Um, with the rookie coach, we, we haven't really seen this pairing like this. Uh, Joe Flacco comes off the couch, rescues – uh, a morbid franchise in Cleveland and gets them into the playoffs. Um, you know, and then we're seeing teams that are just limping right now. You know, the Philadelphia Eagles thought to be a good team, but they're limping and who knows what's going to happen. Miami is limping into the playoffs. Maybe they get healthy enough. Um, Kansas City doesn't look like they should repeat. Uh, they don't play anything like it. I mean, I just think, and then, uh, you know, it's, you know, just the injuries to Burrow and Rodgers and these guys, where okay, um, you know they they can't they can't overcome it right now, and so I think that's that's the biggest storyline right now. And then look, and, and Lamar's right in there because they made the change of coordinator in Baltimore, and Todd Munkin has delivered flat yeah. out delivered, and people are unsure if that was going to make a difference. This is a dynamic and diverse offense, and the ball's getting spread around. He's pl- throwing it great, and he's been healthy. All year. I, mean, I haven't seen, I mean, Jason, you see it every single day, but I haven't seen him even limping in a game at all. And that's been the concern. Was, right. yeah. Can you keep, can you get Lamar through the season healthy the way that he plays? Yeah. I haven't even seen the guy literally like, I haven't seen him put a bandaid on a finger or anything this year. Yeah. What about you, Jace? Maybe it's the Dolphins yeah. and the yeah. I, what, what jumps out at you? 
Well, I, I think there's two things. I'm with Baldy. It's, it's always about the quarterbacks. And and for me, um, it, absolutely this year, the fact that, you know, over 60 guys had to start at quarterback. Um, I think in many ways it was the year of the backup quarterback, yeah. whether it was Aaron Rodgers who played four plays and just would not shut the hell up, just could not stop from being an energy vampire week in, week out. Like it, it, from that whole thing to what Flacco has done, um, to what Josh Dobbs was for a moment in time, to what Browning, you know, kind of was for the Bengals, um, the teams that had them and the teams that didn't, even this Mason Rudolph thing, like that's pretty remarkable. Yeah. You know, like it looked like Mike Tomlin was finally dead in the regular season and was going to have a losing season and looked like the bottom was falling out there. And they turned to door number three in a quarterback room where nobody's sure about door number one. And all of a sudden, door number three is throwing for 270 yards a game and pushing the ball around and has a big boy yards per attempt. So I think, you know, it, it it's about it's about that. And then, to me, it's about two teams that clearly stood above all else. You know, I don't know too many years where the pecking order is sort of this ironclad in both conferences. And it's a team versus the field in the AFC. It's a team versus the field in the NFC. I don't hear a whole lot of debate about, you know, two or three or four in this conference is better than one. I might think that five, six, and seven in some of these conferences is better than two, three, and four. But – there's not a whole lot of logical arguments to be made that any team in the AFC should be uh, afforded the same uh, luxuries that the Ravens earned. And same thing for the 49ers. I, I think they were clearly over four months, the best team in their conference without much debate. Guys, let's talk about some of the coaching things that have gone on. Uh, Jason and I touched on some of this on Tuesday. Follow us. Okay. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode of this podcast. You can uh, watch us as well at uh, In the Pod or In the Huddle Pod on YouTube. Many ways to get at us, guys, and follow Baldy's breakdowns. Read Jason in the uh, Washington Post. There's so many things that are going on when it comes to the NFL playoffs. First and foremost, Mike Vrabel gets let go yesterday, guys. Want to talk a little bit about this because we can talk about all these up-and-coming guys. This is a proven, really good NFL coach already. I like Ben Johnson. I like all the guys that we're talking about that could become head coaches. This dude knows what he's doing. So where now in the pecking order is he, Baldy and Jason, when you talk about the availability of the jobs that are open, Washington Raiders, Falcons, Chargers, Carolina, now Titans, we know he's not going back there. What happens here with Mike Vrabel and what happened in Tennessee? Power struggle? Well, I mean, I was just there on Sunday and honestly – uh, Tennessee looked like a team that should be going to the playoffs. How hard they played, how well they played their identity with the way Derrick Henry ran the ball behind a, a pretty weak offensive line. I mean, they pushed Jacksonville all over the place. So they look like a team that was ready to play. Jacksonville didn't. Jacksonville looks like a team that should make a coaching change. Uh, they've made assistant coaching changes. Maybe that's, you know, uh, what was, what will be the, only the fallout of it, but Mike Vrabel is so solid. I mean, just, you know, what I like, honestly, Jason, I watch these guys every week like all of us do. And what I like about Mike, as opposed to a lot of these coaches, his his face isn't in any chart, okay? He's in the face of his players. 
He's fixing things yeah. on the sideline in real time. Mm. He communicates throughout the game. The offense line stunt stinks. He comes over and he lets them know it. If the quarterback and Derrick Henry is going off, he's like wrapping his arms around him. He's on the officials when he's got to be on the officials, but it's not his. He's just in touch. He's firmly in touch yeah. with the, the pace and the flow of the game. And just from a visual standpoint, that, that's that got to make people feel good. And the fact that he's big, he played, he played at the highest level, you know, whether it's Ohio State, Pittsburgh, New England, championships, like he's got all the heart, all of the backgrounds you need to be a good coach. Like I, why wouldn't you? Put them on the top yeah. of your list right now as you're looking to rebuild your franchise. What do you think, Jason? I agree completely. Uh, yeah, look, this has been this has been simmering for a while. This has been coming to a head. I'm not surprised in the least. I've been writing about this since October at the Washington Post. Um, this owner has a vision for her franchise that hasn't been aligned with Mike Vrabel's vision for a while. Um, mm. And it's been pretty clear that this there's a there's an end of an error kind of thing going on here. The spending hasn't been the same. Um, you saw Derrick Henry grab a microphone like a wrestling match at the end of the game, right? Address the fans. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, it, it, yeah. it, like everybody there sees that this is going in a direction that isn't going to be about maximizing our ability to win every football game we can. Um, from a resources standpoint and from an ownership backing standpoint. And, and that trend started really, you could, you could kind of trace it back to the AJ Brown trade, right? No doubt. And then that led to the no firing doubt. of GM John Robinson. Yeah. And then they brought in a GM Rand Carthon who, you know, that was weird timing to make that move. And now the GM's empowered, but the coach, even though we just got an extension is kind of in limbo because the guy he used to be aligned with is already gone. Right. And, I don't think Mike Vrabel was gung-ho about playing Will Levis. I think Mike Vrabel would have wanted to ride with, with, with Tannehill. And I think if you gave Mike Vrabel truth serum right now, he'd say as bad as our division was and as much as Jacksonville didn't run away, if I'd have played the, if they'd have let me play the veteran guy all the way through, that game in Jacksonville might have met some. Our game against Jacksonville might have yeah. met some. So they've been on divergent paths for a while. I, I would just that. ask anybody this question. If you pay any attention to football whatsoever – do you feel better about Mike Vrabel's ability to lead men, give you the best chance to win with the hand he's been dealt, and understand what it takes to win in the NFL? Would you buy that over Amy Adams' strong ability to build a franchise, to have any semblance of an understanding about how to put a winning franchise together, and about having any uh, sense whatsoever about what it's really going to take to compete? Is she all in to get her new stadium or is she all in to give Tennessee Titans fans the best product they can possibly get? I think you know the answer. And the fact that she herself came out and said, eh, it might have taken two or three weeks to trade Mike Vrabel. That sounds like a lot of work. Like getting that draft pick that we desperately need during this rebuild that my cheap ass doesn't want to fund. But yeah, give me that $1.5 billion for my stadium, baby. That's a lot. Three weeks. Nah, we'd have been behind the eight, eight ball. Meanwhile, you can't even interview people in real life, right? You can't even have non-Skype interviews until after the divisional round. Like, just go watch her interview. It's five minutes. If you come away with that thinking you're ever going to win as a Titans fan, then we're watching two different things. But Mike Vrabel will go somewhere. He might not have the best roster every week, but he will put that team in a, 
a position to compete. I know what the record looked like this year. There's also a lot more to it than just coaching football. Mike Grable will be just fine. Mike Grable could come coach for me any day. I wouldn't want to work for Amy Adams Strong. 